You're listening to the Friday Night Watch Show with Sally on Holiday FM. Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Qualita FM podcast. This is a podcast that comes to you from the city of Pretoria in South Africa. This is a podcast that focuses on family life issues. We discuss issues that affect us and our families more so in our marriages. Well, I'm your host, Tamsa Ogachuma. I'm a family life speaker. I am a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm an uncle. And I'm a human being also who experiences life's victories and defeats like you and everyone else around you. Well, I just want to say welcome to the first time listeners, those who are listening to the Golide FM podcast for the first time. And if you want to listen to our previous podcasts, you can find them on www.anchor.fm forward slash Golide FM. Dot fm forward slash fm you can also hook up with us on our facebook pages twitter and instagram pages well thank you for tuning in last week as we were talking about adding value to your marriage well this week we want to do it a bit different we want to uh just take a different route today great marriages run in packs i just want us just to introduce and then we take a short detour now I was uh, driving home, you know, uh, and uh, every time I'm driving home, like or driving uh, to work in the morning or in the evening, I I, I came across um, what you call this a meerkat, a meerkat. It's found in uh, South Africa, Botswana, and Namibia, and a bit of Angola. A meerkat is just an, an animal that's a, a mammal. It's about 25 to 30 centimeters tall, uh, has got four legs, looks like a squirrel, you know. They live in packs, these things. They live in packs, they live in groups, and they're very social. They are very social, and they've got hierarchy. But one thing that that is very uh, interesting about meerkats is that they take care of one another. They take care of one another and they surround themselves with groups uh with friends or relatives that support one another they 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 one when they go out foraging for food one or two or more will remain looking after the the pups the children in the pack they 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 will remain taking care of them and if danger uh, comes they will alert and when they go foraging there's one who stands by looking out for danger and when danger is nearby they will alert the rest and when they are attacked uh, by a snake they will attack a snake in as a group and i've learned uh, something very interesting from these animals to say that who you surround yourself with is important who you surround yourself with is important more so who you surround your marriage with 
is very important. Hence, we say great marriages run in packs. In actual fact, uh, it also motivated me to go and read about wolves. Wolves walk or, or live in packs. And in those packs, there's hierarchy. There's a way in how wolves live. There's order. There is structure. And they're very social. And there's a, there's caring in the packs of wolves. There is so much caring in packs of wolves. And I also learned about, in fact, um, when I was in the rural areas, you know, as a young man, a young boy, there were elephants, and uh, <clears throat> I only saw them maybe later in life, but I became a, a, a interested in elephants. And, and elephants have also live in families, and they have got quite, uh, uh, they've got discipline. They have got discipline within their families. And, and when a, an elephant becomes rogue, and they cannot discipline, that elephant is ejected out of the, the structure, the pack, or the head if I may put it that way. And so I just want to say, who is in your life? Who is has surrounded your marriage? Have you got such friends that they will help you when you go down? Have you got such friends who will hold you accountable in your marriage? Have you got such friends that will encourage you to grow as a human being? Have you got friends who take you out of your comfort zone? Friends who encourage you to become better than what you are? You know, some of us, our marriages have broken down because we've surrounded ourselves with people who are complainers, people who are discouragers. We've surrounded our marriages with friends who speak badly about their own spouses. And so studies have shown that the people that we spend most of our time with, we tend to become like them. And so the question is, who have you surrounded your marriage with? Who have you surrounded your marriage with? And we, we, I've just, um, you know, listened to a few speakers speaking about friend, your friends and your marriage. And I, I just want us to listen for the next few minutes to Pastor Jimmy Evans as he talks about French friends around, in and around our marriages. Let's sit back and enjoy as Pastor Jimmy takes us through the paths of friends and your marriage. First Corinthians 15.33, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. It corrupts good habits. Your friends are your future. Let me tell you this story and we'll close. First of all, I believe we're living in the most evil world ever. And people have been evil since the beginning of the world, but there's never been the Internet, the communication, just, in the, just people in the way they're behaving in our society. I mean, it's, it's a morally depraved society. I mean, there's a lot of good people, but it's a morally depraved society. And I want to say this. I don't believe any person can survive without good friends and without church. I just don't believe it. I've known the Lord for 40 years. If I got out of church and got out of fellowship with my friends, I believe I would fall. Let me tell you, I won't lie to myself because I know what I'm capable of. I came out of a bad background. I know what I'm capable of. Okay. Your friends are your future. And if your friends believe in marriage and are fighting for their marriage, and are, none of them are perfect, no friends are perfect, but if they're committed to their marriage and they have the kind of values that you want, those are the friends that you want, and they'll support you in having the kind of marriage that you want, 
And when you're going through hard times, they'll support you. There was a couple that we knew, and they smoked. That, and um, they didn't want to come to church because they smoked. I smoked for many years. And when I, you know, I'm, I'm pastor of this church now, but when I came to this church, I smoked. I mean, I was quitting smoking. I was still kind of battling with quitting smoking. And and it was I was self-conscious about being around good Christian people because I didn't feel like I was a good Christian person at all. And we were, but we came and Karen got us into a, a Bible study group. And I didn't want to be in a Bible study group because I felt like I was a very unspiritual person. And I didn't want to be around, I could hide in a big group. But I didn't want to be in a small group because I knew that I'd probably accidentally cuss or something, and which I had done, you know. And that people would see how unspiritual I was and things like that. So I kind of like to hide in a big crowd. But Karen got us in this little Bible study group. It changed our lives. And we met people that changed our lives. We met this couple. This is very typical of many people we've known. And they smoked. And they didn't want to go to church and be around good Christian people because they felt self-conscious. Okay. And I said to them this. People, Christian people will love you if you smoke or if you not smoke. That's no, no big deal. You know. And they said, well, you know, we're just self-conscious about it. I said, listen. You don't want friends that make you feel comfortable. You want friends that challenge you to live a good life. Because their friends were not good friends. And I know God loves them as much as He loves us. They had terrible friends. They were terrible. Because of self-consciousness and not wanting to be in a circle of people that, you know, they smoked whatever, they didn't go to church. They never did. And they divorced. And it's a very, very sad story. They had committed themselves to the Lord. They had committed their marriage to the Lord. And now they were at this decision point of saying, we're going to become a part of church. We're going to get good Christian friends. And this is going to be a core value in our lives. And when they got there, they said, we're too, we're too self-conscious. We feel bad about ourselves. And they stayed with their comfortable friends. And they divorced. When you're going through tough times, you want people that will stand with you and encourage you to do the right thing. Bad friends are like swimming upstream. It's a constant bad, even if you're fighting against it, it's a constant influence. And finally, in a weak moment, you go their way. That's what bad friends are like. And I had a whole bunch of them when I was growing up. Good friends are like going upstream in a canoe because life is upstream. There's pressures and there's challenges. But it's not swimming upstream. It's canoeing upstream with friends in the back paddling with you. And when you're tired, you got people to help you paddle. And when you're worn out and confused and discouraged, you have people telling you good things, saying you can make it, don't give up. It's all upstream, but you're fighting upstream. You can make it for the rest of your life. You you can stay in love for the rest of your life. That is Pastor Jimmy Evans uh, from the United States. Man, oh man, was I challenged by his, you know, by his sharing. He speaks, he starts off by talking about a verse in 1 Corinthians to say, uh, bad uh, company corrupts good morals. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, your friends can actually corrupt you if you're not careful. So it's important. Look at the people that are around you. You know, sometimes even your, 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 your relatives can be bad company for your marriage. It's always important to review who you let into the inner circle of your family. There are some family members who may come in and dilute your children and teach them bad morals. And if there are such people, please move them out of your life. Don't cut them off and say you are evil and all that stuff and tell them all bad things. No, but spend less time with them. It's important. Maintain cordial relations. 
but spend less time with them. So I just hope that we're encouraged by that sharing from Pastor Jimmy Evans. And I was encouraged, especially when he says, when you're going upstream, you need friends who will help you to canoe upstream. Now, I just want to go to our next speaker. And I love this man, uh, Dr. uh, Miles Monroe. He says, your vision determines your friends. And here's a, a question that I want to pause before we listen to Dr. Miles Monroe. What's your vision for your family? What's your vision for your marriage? What's your vision for your own life? Where are you going to? And and the reason why I say this is when you're going somewhere, you need to be with people who've got the same vision. God takes the the Israelites out of Egypt and he's saying, I'm taking you to the land of milk and honey. The vision was to take them to a place where they could enjoy. But amongst them were people who had been corrupted and diluted the Egyptians. And these people encouraged uh, uh, decency. They, 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 they encouraged uh, a spirit of rebelliousness. And so as, as you go towards your vision, who have you surrounded your marriage with? Let's sit back and enjoy and learn as Dr. Miles Monroe talks to us about our vision and our friends. Besides your company, I have very few friends in my life. Very few. And I don't want any more. I have millions of acquaintances. And I'm stuck with millions of brothers and sisters. They ain't my friends. You see, you're born with your brothers and sisters. But you choose your friends. And your friends are more important than your brothers and sisters. The Bible is very clear. It says a friend is closer than a brother. Let me define a friend for you. A friend is anyone who is willing, committed, and can help you get to your destiny. A friend is anyone who is willing and committed to help you get to your destiny. That's a friend. So if you want to be great, don't keep company with small-minded people. If you want to be a success, stay away from failures. Coming to this summit is a choice to keep company. You're keeping company with friends like us. You come here and you get your dream and your vision stimulated, fertilized watered, encouraged. That's the right friendship you want. I always describe the example to me, this is the greatest one I've discovered in life, is between Mary and Elizabeth. I talk about it all the time. You know, Mary was pregnant with the greatest gift in the world. And the angel said, if you want to have this baby, you got to go find Elizabeth. And when she found Elizabeth, it says when they looked at each other, the babies leaped. Don't be with anyone who doesn't make your baby leap. Your dream should be stimulated by your friends. Every time you're around them, they're supposed to impact you to keep going, to believe. Anyone who becomes a negative to your dream is what I call pollution. They are experts in abortion. Be careful. They are after your baby. 
Sometimes it's people of your own household. Sometimes your own family is bad company. You got to know that. That's why Mary had to leave Joseph's presence because Joseph was not yet converted about this child. He was considering what? Putting her away. Abortion. There's some friends that you left home before you came here and when you go down the mountain, you got to go down the other side. I am not kidding. Because what you heard here this week, you better protect it. You should have never come here if you want to keep your old friends. Write this down. You can outgrow your friends. A lot of you don't know how dangerous your company is. So let me give you another principle to work with. If in your group that you call your friends, if you are the smartest one in the group, it's time to leave the group. If they always asking you the questions, you may think that's great. That's bad. You want to be in the company of friends who make you think, who expand you, who you ask questions to. People who ain't going nowhere want you to go with them. That's why they don't want you to leave the group. Because folks who ain't doing nothing want you to do it with them. So they say, oh, you're going to join that other group, huh? You're going to abandon us, huh? Absolutely yes. There are some friends who I grew up with right here in this island. I'm talking about 40 years ago. And they are still sitting under the same tree, playing on the same domino board with the same dominoes. I can still find them. And you got friends like that too. Vision chooses your friends. Three, vision will choose your library. Four, vision will choose your use of time. Five, vision will choose your use of energy. Six, vision will choose your movies that you waste your money on. <laughs> Seven, vision will choose your priorities in life. Eight, Vision will even choose your hobbies. Even the games you play should be related to your vision. Your hobbies should be related to your vision and your networks. Coming here, some of you came because there's a little vacation built into this. But look at what you are getting and meeting while you're here. And there are people in this group who got a lot of money. I mean, some of them, I tell you, but you want to know who you're sitting next to. They got millions of dollars. But they ain't, got, they, they ain't here for that. They, they're here for some other reasons. And part of it may be for you just to get to know one another. What do you choose to play with? Even let your play be with a purpose. Everybody say, play with purpose. It's important. It's amazing. Vision chooses your hobbies. Next, big one. <laughs> vision chooses your diet. Number 12, vision chooses how you invest your money. 13, vision chooses how you write your to-do list. In other words, your to-do list should be created by your vision. What am I going to do today or this week? It will be things that will take me toward my vision. 14, vision chooses your attitude in life. If you know where you're going, it tells you how to think. Fifteen, vision chooses your life. It tells you what kind of life you're supposed to end up living. And so it chooses what kind of lifestyle you begin living right now. 
Vision dictates everything. People who have no vision in their lives, they throw off restraint. They throw off self-control. They have no idea. 16. Vision chooses your life's plan. It tells you what to plan for your life. How to plan your living. And next, vision dictates your values. Very important. We learned about this all week. When you know what you were born to do, it dictates how you should behave and what kind of standards you should live by. Oh man, oh man, oh man. What a powerful sharing by Dr. Miles Monroe. You need a friend who keeps you wanting to pursue a vision, to share, to, to achieve something, who takes you out of your comfort zone, who says a friend who encourages you to pursue something useful and productive in your life. You know, and I've, 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 I don't know, I, I was very fortunate and very blessed. My mother once said to me, you know, when I was a young little boy, she said to me, when you're walking in town, and you're going somewhere, and you meet up with your friend, and your friend says to you, "Can you please take me? Uh, I'm going where, where, where? Can you please go with me?" My mother said, "Even if you want to, and it sounds exciting, don't go. Based on the principle that you were not going to where your friend is. In actual fact, you were going opposite directions, and your friend was going where you were not going to. Do not go with them." Go where you were going. Because if you go where they were, they are going to, it means that you do not have a purpose. You do not have direction. Have friends who will help you focus. Friends who will inspire you, motivate you to become a better version of yourself. Friends who will help, will, when you look at their marriages, you say to yourself, I want my marriage to be like that. I want my marriage to have an environment like my friend has. And uh, let us uh, go to our final sharing of today. Our final sharing of today. And I hope that all these other sharings have helped you. Sometimes you outgrow people. Sometimes you outgrow your friends. And you've got to get rid of those friends that you've outgrown. So it's better to surround yourself with the right people. Let's listen to this sharing. Sometimes you outgrow people. Surround yourself with the right people. Sometimes you just outgrow people. Sometimes you outgrow yourself. Sometimes you outgrow your environment. Sometimes you outgrow who you wanted to be. And sometimes you outgrow who you became. It might have all been positive. You may have come a long way, but sometimes you have to move on. Sometimes you just outgrow people. You don't need to hate them. You don't need to cut them off, but you do need to distance yourself from them if you want to live your best life. Maybe that is what is best for them too. That person may have had only good intentions for you. They may have given you everything they could, but sometimes, you have to move on, not in a negative way, in a positive way, for your growth and for theirs. You should surround yourself with people who are good for your mental health, people who give you energy, not drain it from you, people who light you up, not those who dim your light, people who make you smile when you hear their name or see their call coming in, 
Those friends who could go days, weeks, months without seeing you, but when they do, the bond is still strong because you care for each other. Warren Buffett said, surround yourself with people who push you to do better. No drama or negativity, just higher goals and higher motivation, good times and positive energy. No jealousy or hate, simply bringing out the absolute best in each other. One of the greatest realizations any human can have is the effect people around you have on your life. They say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That doesn't just count in financial terms. It also means energy. You're the average of the positivity or negativity of the five people you spend the most time with. You're the average of the happiness or lack of it of the five people you spend the most time with. You're the average of the kindness or lack of it of the five people you spend the most time with. People can really bless you or mess you up with their energy. You have to be so careful who you allow in your energy space on a consistent basis. So many people think they don't have a choice. You do. Your energy is your choice. You decide who you let in your space and if you let negative people in, it's always your choice if you're going to let their negative energy in. You have to remember to take care of yourself. Sometimes we get so caught up in worrying about other people that we forget to look after ourselves first. You cannot show up as the best version of you if you are not taking care of you first. And the first step to taking care of you is giving yourself time by yourself to work on yourself. If you're really going to take care of yourself, it's also very important you evaluate your circle. Who are you spending the majority of your time with? Are they making you feel better about yourself or worse? Are they supporting you and the direction you want to go in life or taking you down a path you don't want to travel? Is their behavior aligned with yours? Does it feel better with them or without them? If you've outgrown these people, maybe it's time to limit your interactions with them and explore what life might be like in a more positive space. Only you can decide that and take those steps if you believe it is right for you. But most people don't take that step. The fear of the unknown keeps them locked in a prison of negativity, a gated community of misery and toxic energy. You have to find the courage to free yourself from this prison. You deserve better, but you'll only get better if you're brave enough to explore life with people who are in alignment with your values. Choose people who choose you. Choose to be the one who lifts others up as well. Choose to be the friend, the partner, the person you want most in your own life. Pay attention to the people who care, those who are always there, those who want better for you, those who share the same values. Those are your people. If someone is treating you bad, you have to remember there is something wrong with them, not you. They are the one who needs the work, not you. Good people don't go around putting others down. People who feel good about themselves don't go around putting others down. They just don't. As the saying goes, life is so much simpler when you stop explaining yourself to others and just do what is right for you. Do what is right for you because that is what is right for everyone. Trust that.
When you get to that place where you have no need to impress others or seek validation and just be yourself, that is when your freedom will begin. Well, welcome back. Oh, that that is a very man of oh man. I'm inspired by that. Sometimes you outgrow people, you outgrow even your own dream, you outgrow where you were going to, or you outgrow what you became. And 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 this is how God created us. He created us to grow. He never created us to stagnate and stay in the same position. I was talking to a friend uh, two years ago, and I, this friend of mine says, I've got a friend whom I feel is not, you know, okay for me. And I asked this friend, I said, how long have you been friends? And this friend of mine said, we've been friends for 10 years. And I said to them, I think you've outgrown your friend. And and this friend of mine said, I don't think so. I think you're blowing things out of proportion. Two years later, we had a discussion and this friend of mine says, I have outgrown my friend and my friend has overstayed in my life. And I think it's time I cut my friendship with this person. And sometimes, let's be honest, we've got friends like that. It's important to surround yourself with the right kind of people in your life. And I just want to share with us what kind of people we should get rid of from our lives what kind of people we should get rid of and i just want us it might not be 100% of what applies in your life but i want us to consider this what kind of people would you surround yourself with in your life so what kind of people do you want to surround yourself with number 1 surround yourself with people who respect their own parents surround yourself with people who respect and honor their own parents because if people do not respect and honor their parents there is no way they can never respect you as a human being because it is biblical to honor and respect your parents surround yourself with people who will elevate you Surround yourself with people who will elevate you, people who will encourage you, people who will say, pursue something, people who will, when you are down, when the chips are down, they will say to you, no, uh, don't be down, let's go up. I will help you go up. A person will say, if you've failed an accounting exam, a person will come and say, I will help you pass this exam. I will surround yourself with people who will say to you, I will study with you. I may not know what your subject is all about, but let's help each other study. A person who will say, when your marriage is down, I will help you. Surround yourself with people who will say to you, you are wrong, my friend. You are people who are brave enough to say you are wrong. People who will call you in order. Surround yourself with people who respect their own siblings, people who do not insult, nor demean, nor degrade their own siblings. If a person can demean and degrade their own siblings, forget it that they can respect you, nor, 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 nor treat you with respect and kindness, if they cannot do that with their own siblings. If a person is not kind to their own sibling, make sure they're not in your life. Surround yourself with people who have got the same dreams as you, 
same people who've got the same vision of life as you people who've got this vision of peace this vision of uh you know of achieving things people people who've got this drive to say i want to be something in life i just don't want to live an empty useless life surround yourself with people who when the season is dry they will look for food with you i spoke about elephants Here's what I learned about elephants. When the season is dry, the matriarchy, the leader of the group, because of the history that has been passed down to her, usually the, the, the leader in, a, in an elephant group ahead is a female. Because she's been given knowledge that has been passed from generation to generation, she will track long miles and show the head where to find water, the last drop of water. Have such friends, friends who have knowledge and are willing to share knowledge. Surround yourself with friends who, when it's dry, will go the distance with you to show you where to drink water with. Surround yourself with people who think like wolves, who will say, who is the hungriest, who is the weakest in this group? Let us give them food. Surround yourself with people who will say who is the hungriest, who is the weakest. And if you are the weakest at that point, they will feed you, they will nourish you, they will nature you. Surround yourself with friends who have succeeded in life. What do I mean? And I'm not just talking about financial, but people who have succeeded in certain things. And because they've succeeded, you can learn from them. Surround yourself with people who find no joy in complaining, but find joy in finding things that will encourage them. Surround yourself also with people that you can learn from from surround yourself with people that you can learn from i remember when i was in my um early 20s there was a retired pastor uh that was my neighbor and uh, we went to the same church uh that was pastor daga never forget that man he's late now that man was a fountain of knowledge and wisdom and the lessons that he taught me about life are still resonating in my life and i loved to sit down and ask him questions i asked him questions to even such an extent when he remarried because he was a widower and so he remarried later in life and we used to sit down and i would ask him things about marriage and and so you know for me he was a well of knowledge and I, I, I regard him as one of the people who impacted my life positively. Surround your life with people that you can learn things from. Don't, positive and good things. Don't surround yourself with people that will, you will never learn things from. Surround your life with people or your marriage with people who will inspire you. You look at them and you say, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to uh, uh, copy what this person is doing. Now, if you know what, I I, I don't want to say much. I don't want to say much, but I think we've heard for ourselves. People are influencers. People are influencers in their own space. Some are positive influencers. Some are negative influencers. And the 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 
the challenge is upon you. Who are you influencing yourself with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people that can help you grow emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially, physically, socially? And and as we come to an end, I also want to talk about this. There are some people who say, my wife is my best friend and my only friend, or my husband is my best friend and my only friend, and they isolate themselves. That is a wrong way of thinking. No man is an island. God created us to live in a community, to live in a society. And there are things that we can learn. And this is why in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24-25, he says, let us never stop the practice of gathering together to worship. In essence, he's saying, let us never stop meeting together because it is in fellowship that we learn other things from other people. And I just want to say to you, at the end of the day, if you isolate yourself, you will never learn. Animals, I have learned, are a place where we can learn from. Uh, Solomon says to us, you sluggard, go and learn from the ant. I have learned we can also learn from the eagle. We can learn from the deer. We can learn from the elephant. We can learn from the wolves. We can learn from so many animals. Things that can make us become better in our marriages. We can even learn faithfulness in our marriages. I have seen documentaries about animals that are faithful to their spouses. Be friends that are faithful to their spouses. Friends who do not cheat on their spouses. Look for such friends. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Friday Night World Show. And I hope that you've been blessed. And I hope that you've been challenged. And I hope that you can do an audit of your friends. And when you've done an audit of your friends, you can start taking out those that are not adding value to your life. Those that are taking from you and destroying what you have. And remain with those that are building up on what you have. Those that are encouraging you. Those that are uplifting you. May the good Lord bless you. Until we meet again next week. And here's the thing. Next week, we have got a well-renowned family life speaker. Please make it a point to be there. I want to encourage you. Listen to our podcast next week. We will be blessed. There is a world-renowned speaker on the Golida FM podcast next week. Who will be talking more about intimacy? I've been your host, Tamsan Ogachum. Until we meet again next time, may the good Lord bless you. Ciao.